Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. After the disastrous tournament organized by Fir'aun, which backfired spectacularly, he unleashed a campaign of propaganda and fear. But that has not stopped Musa salam. So Fir'aun has now called another urgent government meeting to put an end to Musa once and for all. Join me for part five. After the disastrous contest Fir'aun arranged, the magicians were killed and a campaign of propaganda and fear was unleashed to undermine Musa But Musa remains an issue for Fir'aun. Fir'aun calls for another urgent meeting with his government to decide how to solve this once and for all. Fir'aun was concerned that Musa was undermining his authority. Society had been shaken by the tournament and Fir'aun was vengeful. He suggested that Musa should be killed. Haman and all present agreed. However, one single voice dissented, and he was a relative of Fir'aun, and he said it was not a good idea. He said, Musa did not say more than that Allah is his Lord. Later he came with clear evidence that he is a messenger. There are two possibilities. Either Musa is righteous or is a liar. If he lies, he will be responsible for his lie. But if he is righteous and we slay him, where is the guarantee that we will be rescued from the torment of Allah? Either way, he either says nor does anything that merits for us to kill him. Now this angered Fir'aun and his advisors. They threatened to harm the man, but he refused to budge from his stance. So they tried to woo him back, but he still warned them what they were inviting was their doom. This angered Fir'aun more, and he now threatened to kill the man. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected this believer. Now think about the courage of disagreeing with the powerful Fir'aun. The Quran doesn't reveal this person's name. He may have been a secret believer, in fact he was. But when he was told to support an injustice, he showed courage. Now compare this to Muslims who may join non-Islamic governments and hide behind principles like the lesser of two evils and they don't speak up when Prophet is abused or lies are said about Islam or discriminatory policies are passed. They keep quiet and go along with the propaganda for a greater good. In reality, it's not the principles that shape their actions, rather it's fear. 
Musa السلام, repeats his demand to Fir'aun to be allowed to leave with his people. Fir'aun decides to address the public himself. He calls a public meeting, calling Egyptians and the people of Musa السلام, in order to counter the appeal of Musa السلام. أم أنا خير من هذا الذي هو مهين ولا يكاد يبين فلولا ألقي عليه أسورة من ذهب أو جاء معه الملائكة مقترنين Am I not better than that miserable person who can't even talk properly? He doesn't even have a single bracelet of gold. If he is who he claims to be, where are the angels? Fir'aun still had a sway over the people of Banu Israel. They based their judgment on reality and practicality. They suffered from a kind of Stockholm syndrome, where the oppressed developed a bond with the oppressor. Maybe they feared making things worse for themselves. They trusted the oppressor more than they trusted their own values, their own systems, and the promises they had been given by a prophet. We see a parallel of this today. Today's Muslims who haven't experienced living under Islamic rule feel it's safer to accommodate themselves under the current tyrannical regimes in the Muslim world or the ever-increasing Islamophobic governments of the West, rather than carve out their own destiny shaped by their own Islamic values and norms. Some even doubting if it's possible, just as some Banu Israel doubted Musa alayhi salam. This should not be surprising. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now called on Musa alayhi salam to warn Fir'aun that punishment is inevitable if he doesn't listen. But Fir'aun remained arrogant. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent punishment after punishment to humble Fir'aun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevented the Nile from flooding as it normally did to irrigate the land. The crops failed and a famine ensued. He then caused the flood that devastated the land. He sent a swarm of locusts. He sent an infestation of lice amongst the Egyptians. He sent an infestation of frogs. He turned the water to blood in the Nile whenever an Egyptian drew it to drink. But for Banu Israel it remained as water. After each warning, the Egyptians would beg Musa السلام, to pray to Allah, to pray to Allah to stop this. لَإِن كَشَفْتَ عَنَّ الرِّجْزَ لَنُؤْمِنَنَّ لَكَ وَلَنُرْسِلَنَّ مَعَكَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ So whenever a punishment came, they would plead with Musa السلام, to pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift the calamity and they would allow him to leave. But as soon as the punishment was lifted, they would renegade on their promise. Even after all this, it was only really the young that supported Musa salam. And it's interesting to note that it wasn't because of the piety of Banu Israel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent his help in the form of Musa salam. It's a commonly held belief today that when all Muslims perfect themselves, 
the help of Allah will come. It's not that simple. It appeared that Fir'aun would never believe in Musa salam's message, nor would he stop the torture of the children of Israel. Therefore, Musa prayed to his Lord. وَقَالَ مُوسَىٰ رَبَّنَا إِنَّكَ آتَيْتَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَمَلَأَهُ زِينَةً وَأَمْوَالًا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا رَبَّنَا لِيُضِلُّوا عَنْ سَبِيلِكَ رَبَّنَا طُمِسْ عَلَىٰ أَمْوَالِهِمْ وَاشْدُدْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ فَلَا يُؤْمِنُوا so Musa salam prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he destroys the power and the wealth of Fir'aun and his chiefs and to harden their hearts so they don't believe until they see the painful torment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the dua of Musa salam. So Musa gathered his people and left in the darkness of night. It didn't take long for Fir'aun's men on the ground to report to him what had occurred. He was enraged. He gathered all his army. He sent messengers to all the locations to summon all the units of his army to gather in order to hunt down and kill every last one of Banu Israel. By the time they had assembled, it was already daybreak. They left in hot pursuit of Musa salam and his people, and it wasn't long before they caught up. Banu Israel were approaching the sea. Those at the back couldn't believe their eyes. Their worst fears had been realized. In the distance, a cloud of dust signaled the approach of Fir'aun's vast army. They were gaining on them fast. They had nowhere to go. In front was the sea, and behind them was this large, powerful army of Fir'aun. Panic ensued. فَلَمَّا تَرَاءَ الْجَمْعَانِ قَالَ أَصْحَابُ مُوسَىٰ إِنَّا لَمُدْرَكُونَ But Musa السلام, was unconcerned. Allah had promised him and he knew that Allah's promise is truer than what his eyes and ears were telling him. No matter how things looked, he was calm in the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had his back. A believer knows they are never alone. Allah is with the Sabirin. However, amongst the people, the panic grew. Some even thinking that surrendering to Fir'aun and returning as a slave was better than the inevitable death. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to Musa alayhi salam. Hit the sea with your staff. The water split. A valley emerged and the water stood on either side of the valley like two mountains. The seabed was dried by a wind that blew and they all crossed. When they got to the other side, Musa alayhi salam struck the sea with his staff. Nothing happened. And Allah said to him, leave the sea alone. Even this did not convince him of Musa's truth. The deluded Fir'aun claimed to his people that the sea had parted at his command. And when the entire army entered the channel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the sea to return. Fir'aun drowned 
in front of their very own eyes. At the last moment, he declared his faith, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejected that. Even Jibra'il alayhi salam stuffed his mouth with mud so he wouldn't be able to utter the shahada. This event is reported to have happened on the 10th of Muharram. Fir'aun was no more. His entire army was obliterated. Now there was nothing to fear for Banu Israel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's promise is always true. Even though the reality suggested otherwise to Musa alayhi salam, he knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make things happen. And he did with the parting of the sea. And this remains true today too. There are promises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that are waiting to be fulfilled. This is why a believer never loses hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the oppressed today. He hears their du'as. He hears the du'as of the believers. His response is simply a question of when and not if. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved Fir'aun. But today people marvel at it as a historical artifact rather than a somber warning. This brings to end the struggles with Fir'aun. But Musa salam's struggle with Banu Israel are not over. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.